getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to this episode of the Learning Podcast with me, Eni at Global.media. Yay! LinkedIn is releasing a lot of new tools for us to use. So because LinkedIn doesn't tend to tell us when it has new updates, you probably wouldn't have heard of these new tools or even seen them. So today I'm going to deep dive into these three new features. They are the LinkedIn new follow tools for creators, new LinkedIn campaign manager, and LinkedIn audio. Are these new tools game changers for your LinkedIn marketing or just other shiny new objects? How can you use these new tools in your marketing? Listen today to find out. So for a brief outline of what you're going to hear today, here goes. So I'm going to tell you about these new tools and how they work. And then I will look at why you should care about the tools. Of course, within that, I'm going to mention limitations that you may want to be aware of. But that's all before going on to how you can use these new tools in your marketing. So let me tell you about each of these new tools and how they work in turn. Starting with LinkedIn Campaign Manager. So I've just seen LinkedIn's new campaign manager today. Further proof you actually needed one, that anytime, that's with E-N-Y, it's alive and golden because I planned to record this episode for the learning yesterday, but I couldn't find how to access this new feature. So I was amazed to see that LinkedIn's new campaign manager was finally alive when I woke up this morning. The LinkedIn says, we'll boot the campaign manager with you our B2B customers in mind to help you maximize efficiencies so that you can create and execute engaging campaigns that cut through a crowded marketplace with no added cost. Look, you start the campaign manager on a whole separate page altogether. It's not attached to your LinkedIn profile or your LinkedIn page. I suppose you have to do a search on Google to find campaign manager and get the link. Long and short of it, if you have never advertised or run ads on LinkedIn before, then the sign up to access campaign manager is a bit longer. If you've done as before, it's a three click process essentially. So what happens is that you have a new page to get a new platform to go to. And from there, you have to log in with your LinkedIn login details. And then if you already have an ad account on LinkedIn, then you essentially sign into that. And then you have this new dashboard going live. See, your clients have to do the same thing to get you onto their dashboard. A simple way to do it, the way I did it, was simply I logged into my client's accounts and then put myself as the campaign manager. That way they all now appear on my LinkedIn campaign manager account. So what is campaign manager really? Essentially, it's a place where you manage LinkedIn accounts. You can add users like marketers like me, that you want to give access to manage your LinkedIn ads and sponsored, sponsored posts. See, there's a menu on the left-hand side where essentially you can choose account settings and then from there you can manage access and then add new user. I'm telling you this because you can give users different levels and different roles within your campaign manager. But the most important one is making someone your account manager which means that they can control your LinkedIn ads account like you can. So they have full access, in other words, as as an account manager. It means they can access Billing Center, they can download account reports, they can add images, they can edit campaigns, they can add campaigns. 
Whereas a creative manager role, essentially, is someone who can basically go into your LinkedIn ads account and they can edit the headline and the image and copy. That's it. Although there's there's five different roles all the way down to a viewer can just see the campaigns that you have on your account. Whereas the billing admin can log into your LinkedIn ads account and they can assign billing information. They can update your billing info and they can download your billing history and your payment receipts. It helps your marketer the right level of access. Or if you have manage multiple accounts, or if you need to know to give yourself maximum access, be able to manage the LinkedIn ads account seamlessly. When you log in and you choose to assign user roles, it's not, it's not hard to find the person that you want to assign the roles to that has a LinkedIn account already. And essentially, if you just enter a few letters of the person's LinkedIn profile name, then they will normally come up in the drop down box and then you can click the right person and just click add and away you go. Look, I'm pleased, I think, with this new feature on LinkedIn because I can manage my clients' accounts from one central location. I'm going to say that quite a few times today. See, if you manage more than one LinkedIn account, I'm sure you'd be happy to, at least something that's going to make your life potentially a bit easier. There's nothing worse than trying to log into three different company pages and trying to work through almost the same thing. When it's now, you can do it all from one platform when it comes to managing LinkedIn ads. Look, the next two new LinkedIn tools are reserved for LinkedIn users that LinkedIn sees as content creators. Apparently, content creators means that these are people who meet LinkedIn's guidelines of being a trustworthy, safe, and professional provider of content. See, I would have thought 99% of LinkedIn users would qualify as content creators. Otherwise, I would be quite worried about my safety on LinkedIn. I know, I know there's spammers, but I, won't, I don't want to think there's too many, more than a few, amongst LinkedIn's millions of users who are trying to cause harm or are dangerous. Only time would tell who gets access and whether you and I get access to these tools as LinkedIn content creators. So the first content creator reserve tool in its know about is LinkedIn Audio. I mean, there's a lot said about LinkedIn Audio, especially online, but we actually don't know what it's going to look like and how it's going to work because it's still in beta testing as you listen to this now. It's been in testing in the US since January. I'm sure it's been testing in the UK too since January, pretty much. All we know is that it's going to go live for content creators here in the UK in a few weeks. So with that in mind, I'd like to issue a disclaimer before we go on. And here it is. Everything I'm going to say in this section about LinkedIn Audio could well be wrong by the time the final version comes out. Because despite what the beta version shows, it may well be that LinkedIn makes changes that go radically from where they're starting off in the testing phase. But from what I can see, LinkedIn Audio is going to work very similarly to Clubhouse. So if you have access as a creator, you'll be able to open an audio room, set up your audio event, and invite your connections and followers to listen to you talk about various topics. Just like Clubhouse, you can invite speakers 
and dashboard and LinkedIn audio looks pretty much like you know, like Clubhouse. So you got roundheads with profile names underneath. The one exception between LinkedIn audio and Clubhouse is the fact that Clubhouse is essentially mobile based, whereas LinkedIn audio is desktop based. It, of course, it works on the phone as well, but you can't be on phone and desktop on LinkedIn audio at the same time. You can be on one or the other, which is neither here nor there. When you look at the screen for your audio event, much like Clubhouse, you have the moderator and the speakers who can have access to the mic. This is at the top, the little round heads, well, the round circles, the heads and round circles, I guess. And then you have the audience in the room below them. There are a few other buttons there so you can share your audio event and of course you can leave the room quietly as well we just leave the room on linkedin audio there's some other benefits that linkedin audio gives you by saying that they're not unusual on, on clubhouse I and mean, for example you can find out about people or the speaker and other people in the room on linkedin audio just by clicking on their photo to see their bio that they've created especially for the audio event i'm sure you're not going to get the full profile you can see a couple of lines and there's a limited number of characters that you can use, but essentially you can see a short description of who they are. Also, you can send invites to connect with anyone in the room, even if they're not connected with you on the second or third level. And of course, you can follow anyone in the room and it follows that they can follow you back. And you can send connection requests as you wish. You can also message anyone in the room without needing email or to be connected first. And it's all free. So LinkedIn Audio does promise to potentially brighten your horizon and give you more reach. I'm not sure I'm going to spend all my days chasing audio rooms to try and connect with people, though. The one thing I'll say is that LinkedIn Audio has a built-in reaction emojis. So you essentially, you can like, you can cry with laughter, you can applaud, and you can love what someone's saying. You can do all those as a speaker makes a point. Then you can one show that you're awake, but number two, show what you think or what the speaker has said. These emojis are a step up from Clubhouse. See, on the negative side, an influencer who has tested the LinkedIn audio and beta says, starting a room on Clubhouse is two clicks from start to a room on Clubhouse, whereas it's 12 on LinkedIn. From the home screen, click to the events on the left rail, then click to create, then click online, select event format, select audio format, type event name, select time zone, select, select, and then eventually you get to enter the name of your event, the description, and then you get to invite your speakers. So also there is no built-in record for LinkedIn audio. It means that you have to be there live for every LinkedIn audio event you have. Of course, if you've got recording tools to record your screen, then you have a way to record your LinkedIn audio. But you can't play it back. You have to actually be there live in person. And another thing that I'll say is that if you're going to record people in your room without using LinkedIn tools that, are, that exist to record your audio room, then you're going to have to tell the people in the audience and the speakers for the sake of privacy that they've been recorded. 
LinkedIn does record all the audio sessions, at least initially, for safety. Let me finish off talking about the LinkedIn audio by saying the best way to find audio events is by searching for LinkedIn audio on LinkedIn and then filtering your search by events. No one knows whether LinkedIn is going to automatically send notifications to people who follow you if you have an audio event or if you're in a live session. And you can manually follow speakers to be notified of when they have rooms and when they are in session on LinkedIn Audio. You have to do that manually. So LinkedIn Audio is there, it's a tool. I'll come back to that in a few minutes. I mentioned LinkedIn's new follow tools. This is the third level of tools that LinkedIn's released. And they say that the new follow tools should help make content creators more visible, discoverable, and followable. I like that word. So, so you must have content creator mode turned on and have a public profile to access the new follow tools. There are essentially five new ways that people can follow you on LinkedIn. So let me tell you what they are very quickly. So the first of the ways to follow content creators is to follow from your feed. So when someone sees your content in their LinkedIn feed and you aren't connected already, then LinkedIn will give them some information about you. So it's a snippet. And then hopefully that will prompt them to want to follow you by just clicking the button on their feed. The second way that they can follow you is from search. So now when LinkedIn users do a search for a topic or content, they can see people talk about those topics regularly. And again, they can follow people from their LinkedIn search results. So I did a quick search. So first I went through my LinkedIn feed to see how many people I could actually find to follow who I'm not connected with. I'll tell you, I scrolled for a good five minutes and I didn't find a single person I'm not connected to. You have to be not connected to people to get more even a prompt to, to connect with people, obviously. The third way you can get followers on LinkedIn from now is by getting followers from other platforms. So LinkedIn will soon let you, you if you're a content creator, they trust, generate a link that you can then share or embed on your websites and your emails and your shops and your digital business cards. Essentially put it everywhere that you want to get, try and get followers from. You can soon get followers from connection requests. You can soon get followers from connection requests. So whenever someone sends you a LinkedIn connection request, that person will automatically become one of, one of your followers and will start seeing your posts and updates in their feed. That's whether you accept the invitation to connect or not. You can also now add a follow link on your profile. This is not needed to have been there since April. So since April, creators have been able to add a link to the introduction section of their profiles. It appears beneath your username and description and above the number of followers and connections that you have on your LinkedIn profile. The button there that says follow. This has been there for a while. And that's another way that people can use to follow you quite easily. See, these are the new LinkedIn features. So you've got the campaign manager, you've got LinkedIn audio, and you've got the LinkedIn follow from anywhere tool that we need to know about. I can say quite reasonably confidently that you're probably not using any of these tools yet because apart from the campaign manager I saw today, most of these tools are just not out. They're not, they haven't rolled out yet. 
And without knowing when they're actually going to come out, I guess we're just guessing. It will be that by the time you listen to this podcast, you know, the features have been rolled out, much like I saw this morning with the campaign manager. So what can we make of these new tools then? See, it's worth noting the campaign manager gives you access to a LinkedIn company page or pages of the people that you want to manage their LinkedIn ads and sponsored content for. That's all it does. Wise marketers like me will be happy that LinkedIn has finally admitted that having someone manage your LinkedIn account is not a crime, albeit just your company page and your ads page, really. It's great to be able to see and manage my clients' accounts from one dashboard without having to go and log into every account individually, like I mentioned earlier. It's slightly annoying that someone can add you to their campaign manager, but they won't show up on your LinkedIn profile. They'll only show up on your campaign manager page or dashboard. There is a previous LinkedIn update where you can grant people access to be your account admins and account admins can post and manage your content and comments and so on on your LinkedIn company page. It's only when you make someone an account admin that they will show up on your LinkedIn profile much like your company page appears under your name on your LinkedIn profile. That's much easier to actually just click through to your clients or the other pages that you manage without actually having to log out of one and then restart another platform called Campaign Manager. I guess I see the new LinkedIn Campaign Manager as an admission by LinkedIn that there is no harm in someone having your login details. They say up until now, LinkedIn users have always feared that their account will be sanctioned if someone in another location accesses their account. In fact, I remember several of my clients' LinkedIn account getting flagged not so long ago for that very reason. In other words, LinkedIn got upset that someone had a login details. And like good little boys, we had to promise never to do it again. Obviously, being a marketing agency, we just carried on. Since so LinkedIn has now come around to our way of thinking. Look, LinkedIn Audio is yet another copy of a tool or a platform that already works for other people. I mentioned Clubhouse already. There are other variations of audio tools out there. If you're lucky enough to be awarded a content creator badge, they may be able to get in front of your target audience, especially if you sell to people in business. I mentioned a couple of potential limitations that will make me worry about LinkedIn Audio. Not least, you know, the fact that you can't play audio files, so you have to be there in real time, which is time consuming. And also, you'd have to have the right equipment for clear sound. I haven't listened to Clubhouse long enough. I know that sound is a very, very weird thing. Some days your internet connection just doesn't work, doesn't work properly, and no one can hear you. You might just be talking and then suddenly your internet connection goes, goes wobbly. Next thing you know, you sound like a drowning frog. You know, I also say you know, to manage any audio room on most platforms, including LinkedIn Audio, you're going to have to have some sort of moderator skills. Otherwise, it descends into chaos. But no, these are things that you can learn. So it's not something at the end of the world. I took a quick look at my LinkedIn feed to try and find follow button on my feed. I didn't see a single one, and I scrolled down quite far. I guess either that means that this new follow from feed hasn't been launched yet, or I have too many connections 
but I don't get shown content from second and third party connections. But maybe this follow from the feed button is only likely to benefit people. I say benefit loosely. No, it's likely it's probably aimed at people who have relatively small numbers of connections in the first place. I can see the follow button next to some of the people in my search results when I search for a topic. I'm a bit confused though about why only a few people have this the follow button and search results page, whilst the others have the connect button. Am I supposed to believe that people who have the connect button are not content creators? I wonder. Clearly, if your aim is to get more followers to get visibility on LinkedIn, then these new follow tools might be able to help you. I tend to prefer making connections for reasons that I will explain in a few minutes. So we'll know what the tools are. We'll know a bit more about how they work. Should you really care about this LinkedIn's new features and tools? Who doesn't like new stuff? Who doesn't like new things? Who doesn't like new features and new tools on their favorite social network? After all, you know, we love shiny things that tell us they're going to make our lives better and our results even better, especially on LinkedIn. But let's take a closer look at this new LinkedIn update and whether you should rejoice that they will transform your LinkedIn marketing and lead generation. So back to number one on my list. So the centralized campaign manager it's, it's not unique to LinkedIn. We know that already. Google Google's always had a business manager for managing Google Ads. Facebook introduced their business manager a while ago. So that's been going for a good year, a year and a bit, if not longer. And so those two make it easy to manage different accounts from a central dashboard. That means you haven't got to go through the client's personal accounts to get to where you want to get to, to get to, to get ads done and to manage the company pages. I could argue that LinkedIn is simply following the trend as always, and it's trying to maximize its advertising revenue. So, but I can hear the size or the breadth of satisfaction that marketers like me will exhale for two reasons. That we don't have to fear accessing our client account on LinkedIn anymore. And being able to access our client accounts from one dashboard, and that almost makes it worth it. I think there's certainly an argument that LinkedIn's focus on ads and making it easier to do ads is further evidence of the fact that the organic features that we come to love about LinkedIn and benefit from, in other words, searching for, finding, and connecting with your target audience and trying to build a relationship with them, just won't work as well in future on free LinkedIn. It's not all about ads. I could be wrong, but time will tell. But I certainly have no plans to start running ad LinkedIn ads for Global.media or for any of my clients because the cost per click is just OTT. Now. It's too expensive. LinkedIn audio and LinkedIn follow from many places for content creators, that's a bit different. I mean, I remember harking on about LinkedIn newsletters in a previous episode of The Learning. Have a look at uh, the past episodes and you find um, at, at my last podcast about LinkedIn's new tools, essentially included the LinkedIn newsletter. That's one of the things that you should jump into straight away. See, they, they've been around for quite a while now. So we're talking about earlier in the year, end of 2021. When it first came out, they were just for content creators. I do dislike that term. Anyway. I think the newsletter gives us a good mirror 
to use to assess the potential difference that LinkedIn's audio and the follow function can have on our marketing. Some of those early newsletters got pretty impressive followings from LinkedIn users. And whilst LinkedIn subscribers to newsletters are not quite the same at the same level of quality as opt-in email subscribers, LinkedIn users are getting pretty good results from producing LinkedIn newsletters. The LinkedIn newsletters aim to give brands another way to connect with their followers. When you publish a LinkedIn newsletter, the people who subscribe to it and your connections are notified via a message in your inbox that there's a new, a new issue of your newsletter is out. This gives you a better chance to have your content read by people who are interested in what you do and your sector. LinkedIn specialist Sue Parker described the rollout of LinkedIn newsletter as a game changer of knowledge sharing and personal branding. She says those who publish for a while report outstanding traction. My friend Tommy Avatch from videos certainly agrees about the benefits of jumping onto the LinkedIn newsletter bandwagon as soon as the feature rolled out. So he told me that after producing six newsletters, he got two, not from zero, mind, 600 followers, one new customer, one loud advocate, and that the newsletter contributed to enhancing his credibility to his target market. So I've heard similar stories from people who published their first newsletter, which is essentially an article dressed up as a newsletter on LinkedIn. And within days, they've managed to ratchet up hundreds of subscribers. So that said, Tommy found newsletter creation requires extreme commitment, consistency, a strategy, and a lot of time to make it work. If all you're doing is jumping onto LinkedIn's new tools bandwagon, because you see the latest development as a quick hack to get your name in front of your connections and followers, then good luck to you. One problem that many people have today is that we're already too inundated with a ton of LinkedIn pings, notifications and messages, and very few of us actually want any more. See, without doubt, Watch may be able to get more engagement on LinkedIn by creating audio content that your followers might want to listen to. Producing LinkedIn audio and getting more followers, all you're doing is jamming up people's LinkedIn inboxes and devices, and also their email anyway. And potentially, the people would just turn off notifications, especially if it becomes too much. When they, turn, when they stop being notified of your content, your events, your great creations, they might miss out on some genuinely good content. More importantly, you probably lose potential customers who you are connected with in the process. Maybe you should jump on the bandwagon immediately after rollout of LinkedIn's new tools, because like every other social network, LinkedIn will prioritize content on the new tools to make visible. So it makes sense that they prioritize their new shiny tool content because they want people to actually use these new tools. But over time, the platforms tend to lose their love for the not-so-new features. And then all you get is diminishing returns. The LinkedIn's moved from showing polls in your feed. Remember when there was loads of polls, every other post was a poll? And then suddenly LinkedIn said, you know, we're going to show less polls, because we actually think it's clickbait and it's rubbish engagement. The people who invested a lot of you know, time and made posts a strategy are now up the creek without a paddle. 
So you can't ignore the fact that, as with most platforms and features, new tools are filled with hidden tools, bugs, and user experience design flaws. Now, you and I are essentially the guinea pig for LinkedIn's tests to find out what works and what's not working and how to make the new tools work better. It's not usually until the second or third versions of any new feature or tool that we can really begin to maximize the results and benefits from it. When it comes to getting followers, I find it so hard to believe that you and I will ever get the level of engagement and following the influencers like Grant Cardone, Richard Branson, or Bill Gates ever gets, no matter how well we learn to use the new tools. In case you're wondering, I mentioned mega famous coach and Grant Cardone, who swears about relying on content, amazing content to get prospects on LinkedIn. See, what people don't know is that people like him and the other celebrities, influencers, have a head start on us. Whether we can ever bridge that gap, only goodness knows. That's why you hear Grant Cardone saying that he got 45,000 views on his LinkedIn post recently which is down in terms of numbers it typically gets for a post. Oh, I only wish. 45,000. How many views did you get on your last LinkedIn post? I'll leave that there. LinkedIn and its influencers can't see that a normal LinkedIn user, that was you and me, have to use other methods than rely on passive content and followers to get new business on LinkedIn. We have to use direct outreach to build connections and then the chance to get the views that we need to have even a fraction of people that they have to see our business in the first place, let alone become interested and become engaged and then become potential buyers. I really believe that we all link online. So there's no reason for any social network like LinkedIn to treat you and me as if we are nobodies that somehow we're lower humans than the influencers. I'll probably die preaching the message that the web, social media indeed, and all digital marketing owe us a duty to democratize fair access to people who may be interested in what we offer in terms of products and services. So the cynic in me asks, are these tools really meant to help you and me, the little guys, or are they there to help LinkedIn and the influencers and the core creators? The simple truth is that LinkedIn makes money from our ad spend, which is natural given that LinkedIn is a business after all, whilst the influencers are the ones who get the visibility, the reach, and the followers in the hundreds of thousands. Small businesses like you and me are left to fight for scraps like scavengers on LinkedIn. This leads me to question whether LinkedIn is neglecting its primary function. I mean, if you listen to me long enough, you know and you've heard me say, I'm not a fan of following anyone on LinkedIn because when you follow someone, it's a one-way relationship where I get to cover in your garbage and you don't get to see any of my content ever. You probably wouldn't even know that I exist. To me, LinkedIn is amazing when it provides a level playing field for all of us to connect with decision makers and companies. To me, LinkedIn is amazing when it provides a level playing field for us to connect with decision makers and companies that we want to do business with. I see LinkedIn ads on Facebook, on Twitter, Google News, even on the Mail Online, my, my, newspaper, my newspaper app, where LinkedIn is trying to tell how it speeds up the journey to reach decision makers. So why not make it easier for us to connect with people? But to LinkedIn, it appears engagement with the big boys is their objective. 
look, if you can use this new tool to get more leads, then I'd love to hear from you because that's what excites me as a lead generation person. In terms of how you can use these new features, I would say these things. Don't chase trends every time you see a new tool on social networks like LinkedIn. Many new features like LinkedIn stories die a death when LinkedIn sees that they don't actually make a difference to most users. Let me say to you that just as many LinkedIn tools get shut down with that fanfare every day as they release new ones. And LinkedIn won't do a song or dance about new features, just like they won't do a, even mention a tool that's been withdrawn and that just disappears. I will also say do less new things in your marketing and instead do the marketing activities that have given you good results up until now. Then when these new tools become tried and tested and prove useful, that's when you want to go and use them for what they're good for. That's not going to be from day one. So my friend Tommy has a right idea. He uses his LinkedIn newsletter as content for his other newsletter that he sends out by email to his subscribers and also posts on social networks other than LinkedIn. His approach is a truly great look at repurposing and reuse of content on and off LinkedIn. See, the more you can build your network on and off LinkedIn and use your content on other platforms, the better results you will get from what I call a complete marketing mix, which is what we all need today. Before you start using LinkedIn's new features to build your followers, put uh, that audio, even working towards ads, I guess I would say be very precise in establishing the goals that you want your content, that you want to create an audio and other, and, and other LinkedIn tools for your followers. Know your target audience motivations, frustrations, and of course, work out how your content can be useful to them. I mean, why would you want to create content that won't be insightful and actually solve your target market's real life problems? To wind up today, assuming that you have access to these LinkedIn's new tools as a creator, I would say if you're willing to jump into these new tools with passion, purpose, and strategic thinking and intent, then having more followers may well be a game changer to your LinkedIn generation efforts. I definitely believe that the new LinkedIn tools I've talked about here today can help marketers to manage multiple accounts and company pages more easily, especially if you use LinkedIn ads to get prospects. The benefits of the LinkedIn campaign manager is much clearer than the benefits of LinkedIn audio. I will leave the other tools like the LinkedIn audio to settle down to see if it's actually giving LinkedIn users real traction before I invest my time on there. And I'll say good luck to you if following people is your main way to get prospects on LinkedIn. It can work, but it's a very long road to get a reliable, sustainable number of prospects regularly just by following people and waiting for followers to interact with you. I said it already, I'd love to know your experience with using these new LinkedIn tools. Maybe you, you, know, you can come on the learning as a guest interview to tell us all about how they're working for you. Happy LinkedIn marketing. And I guess all I can say is that's all for today's episode of Learn With Me, Media. As always, I hope you've enjoyed listening to me today. If you've got any benefit from this podcast, then please hit the like button and please subscribe or click on notifications so that you'll be the first to find out when next episode drops in a couple of weeks. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast 
to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.